More wisdom for life from the book of James. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. Good morning, my friends. We are preparing to study uh, James chapter 1, verses 9 through 12 today. And uh, we're moving on in the first chapter of James's letter. Uh, the trajectory of his writing is toward uh, believing people, um, reminding them that we have a faith in Jesus, that um, that the Lord would expect us not just to hear the words of his commands, but to do them. And when yesterday we said the doing of the word has to do with applying the teachings of Scripture to our lives. I think often that is the disconnect for people. They read the word, they hear it preached on Sunday morning, and they either don't know how to put it into action or they're unwilling to do so. Uh, Or they do so and, like most of us, (laughs) they struggle to apply it in ways that are lasting. And so uh, we are all striving uh, for the Holy Spirit's help uh, as we read James's letter and as we seek to apply the teachings of it to our lives and faith. And uh, and, uh, that uh, will have great application for all of us as we learn to uh, listen to and apply the Word of God. But before we get into our study today, let's go before the throne. Heavenly Father, we love you today. It's a new day, and we give you thanks for it. We are excited once again, Lord God, to be studying your Word together, and we thank you for this moment to pause from the busyness of our day to engage your word. And we pray that your Holy Spirit would be present in our time of study today, that you would teach us through your word, and Lord, that your spirit would help us to apply these teachings uh, to the benefit of our growth in grace. And we ask all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, my friends, this is um, James chapter 1, verses 9 through 12. He continues on. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like a wild flower. For the sun rises with scorching heat and withers the plant, its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, having stood the test. That person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Uh, There's a lot packed into this little passage, and um, these little couplets feel like kind of wisdom statements that uh, if read in in sort of a a regular pace, it's uh, um, something that sounds almost like uh, a from the book of Proverbs, some of the teachings, the compressed wisdom teachings in the book of Proverbs. Uh, James begins this passage by saying, believers in humble circumstances, uh, people who are struggling to make it, ought to take pride in their high position. Um, He's acknowledging that um, their earthly struggles um, have earned them high position in... uh, in the eyes of God. They're people of humble means. They're people who uh, work hard and uh, are working hard basically just to get by. 
And plenty of us know folks like that, that just seem to work and work and work. Maybe your parents or grandparents or some loved one or some friend who's uh, just such a hard worker, but they never quite seem to get ahead. And and they're continually living in circumstances that others might view as very humble. Um, The reality is um, we get used to life as we know it. And so uh, if you live most of your life apart from wealth and the accoutrements of wealth, you don't really know what you're missing. You might struggle within yourself to feel like, gosh, why don't I ever get my chance at a little better life? Um, and then your flesh wrestle with those things. But um, um, learning to rest in God's provision, the just enoughness of God's provision is a wonderful gift um, because we really can live our lives apart from all of the achievements of wealth, (laughs) uh, things and belongings really just clutter the landscape of our lives. They don't do anything other than maybe making day-to-day life a little little bit simpler, but they're not an avenue toward fulfillment, ultimately speaking, in the spiritual sense, in in the deepest possible way. And so I think there's a lot of wisdom in what James says in verse 9. He says, believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position. Um, They've learned the secret of depending on God for daily bread. They've learned the secret of trusting that God will see them through, that somehow the bills will get paid. And there's a beautiful transaction, a beautiful exchange that takes place between God and a person in those circumstances. They really do learn to trust Him. They really do see the power of prayer. They really do see the power of community when uh, they go through a rough spot and the community around them uh, provides for them and, and helps them out. And and uh, what joy they can have in their hearts as God comes through in those beautiful ways. It doesn't mean it's an easy life, but James says um, from a spiritual perspective, you get it. You get it in a way that the wealthy don't get it. The The rich can can defer to their wealth. The rich can defer to their means, to their belongings, to their stature, to their standing, to their achievements. And those things can become distractions from learning how to trust God with open-handed trust. The person of humble means they learn open-handed trust <laughs> if they're a believer and they really do put their full faith and trust in God. But when you got a lot of stuff and you've got a lot of money rolling in, learning to put your full faith and trust in God is tough uh, because you always have uh, the temptation to trust in your money and in your things. And James warns the the wealthy. He says, they should take pride in their humiliation since they will pass away like a wildflower for the sun rises and with scorching heat and withers the plants. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed in the same way the rich will fade even while they go about their business. What he is warning is that wealth is a fading and fleeting thing. Uh, you can't hold on to it forever. You can't take it with you out of this life. And so if you've banked your whole existence on your achievements and wealth, but you've left your heart bankrupt uh, spiritually, um, then your future is not going to be looking so good. Uh, Jesus himself said, what does it profit a man to gain the world, the whole world, and yet lose his soul? And so um, you can gain everything that is capable of being gained in this earthly life and yet have a soul, have a heart that is completely spiritually bankrupt. Um, and you've been content to live apart from God and, and put your trust in things in this life, 
uh, in God's scheme of justice, He will allow you to be content with that way of life in the next. And so um, wealth can be a huge competition for faith in God. It can be a huge competing interest in our lives, preventing us from really learning open-handed trust in God's provision and care. It doesn't necessarily mean it will, because I know plenty of uh, well-to-do people that are sincere, sincere disciples of Jesus, but I know plenty more who are not. And so wealth is a real challenge for those who are blessed with it. James goes on in verses, verses, verse 12, uh, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now this harkens back to the section in verses 2 through 8, uh, when he talks about um, trials and perseverance, and uh, perseverance completing its work and maturing us and making us complete and uh, asking rightly in the Lord. And so it kind of harkens back to that part of the teaching. So he says, blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. So he's he's acknowledging that there's a unique blessing for those who learn to persevere under difficulty and hardship. And the unique blessing is similar to the blessing of the person of humble circumstances. Through persevering under trial, you learn to loosen your grip on this life And you learn to come to Jesus with open-handed trust and say, Lord, I'm not going to make it apart from you being at work, sustaining me, strengthening me through this challenge. Lord, I'm pleading with you to take it away, but if you choose not to, I'm going to keep on trusting you. Um, that's That's the kind of trust that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the fiery furnace with. They told the king, we will not bow down to your statue Um, And we trust that our God will save us. But if he chooses not to, we will continue to trust in his plan and purpose for our lives. And that's the lesson here is that if you as you're persevering through trials, you learn that same kind of radical open handed trust in God's care and provision. You really see that he'll see you through that he's a faithful companion through the hardships, through the trials. And James says the reward for that person will be that they receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. <laughs> and that's, that's what awaits us all, my friends, as we, as we learn to be sincere disciples, real, true Jesus followers. Um, there's plenty of people trying to look like they are. But the, the goal is that we become those people, that we become real and true and sincere followers of Jesus who are absolutely staking everything we have on the promises of his word, on the provision that he provides, and, and learning to trust him through this life to see us through each day. You know, if you make it through a day in this life, God has been the one to sustain you and see you through. (laughs) And then we trust him to do it the next day. And then we trust him to do it the next day. Um, The problem with life here is is that it ropes you into thinking always about the future instead of praising God for the blessings of his presence in the moment. And um, the Christian life calls us to slow down and to be grateful for the little things and to be grateful for the presence of God in the moment. And, and that teaches us that we can trust that God will be there next week and next month and next year. And that's, and that's what G- James is encouraging us to see about a, a sincere walk with Jesus. 
Oh, my friends, how I long, how I long for the fulfillment of that promise that we will, in fact, receive the crown of life. And uh, Jesus has promised it, and so we can count on it if we are those who proclaim him and love him and stick with him. And I encourage you to do that today and always. Hey, thanks so much for studying with us today. And I pray that these words have been of encouragement to you and that God will continue to impress them on your hearts today. God bless.